episode of Shades Midweek, where we have conversations about theology, culture, and all things Shades. I am Brad Brown, joined in the studio by John Mark DeRoe and Jonathan Haves. How are you two doing on this wonderful morning? I'm doing really well, especially given the fact that you, you failed to mention who else is in the studio. Moses, yeah, De- Moses. Moses DeRoe is in the studio, out there hanging out. He might come in here at some point. Yep, he's our he, producer. He producer is, for uh, the day. Yeah, his school is on a staggered schedule. Moses is my son, for those who don't know. He's our oldest, and he is doing some virtual school right now while we record this podcast. So in any moment, he could he could barge in here asking me to help him with something. So Full-time we'll, dad and full-time podcaster, I'm John Mark <laughs> <laughs> I do it all. Well, guys, last week, or just a few days ago really now, we had a spectacular experience. We did. We had an outdoor spectacular experience. It was a first wow. in the spectacular history. How many spectaculars have we done? This I believe was the sixth. I one. believe it was the sixth annual Christmas spectacular. Wow. So we did. We did our, history. our big, basically Christmas party uh, last uh, Friday. It was our first time on a Friday as well. Yeah. And uh, we did it outside, obviously, because all things COVID, trying to be as safe as possible this year. I had vendors and food trucks and. The band played, as yeah, always. It was awesome. Jonathan, sweater. Jonathan led some Christmas carols. I, yeah. d- I did bust out my ukulele for the first time in Showed public. Showed his talent. <laughs> it was a good turnout. It was fun, you know, considering everything. Everyone was able to kind of spread out and have their own space out in the parking lot. And we had a ton yeah. of vendors. I had Eugene's chicken, and it was amazing, oh, as yeah. always. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It was my first time having Eugene's. Oh, really? Yeah. What would you li- think? It was life-changing. It was life-changing, so. It's good. Anyway, but we are very thankful for all who were able to come out, and we hope that you had a spectacular time. But we also hope that you're going to have a spectacular time listening to the podcast this morning because we have a special guest. Well, before we announce the special guest, don't we want to do some <laughs> announcements, Jonathan? Brad's just ruining the flow here. Man, <laughs> I had it going. You could have just let it go. The whole thing that I forgot to say anything about our candlelight Christmas Eve service, you could have just let it go. <laughs> But no, can't can't forget the candlelight Christmas Eve service. So yeah, it so it is Christmas, right? So yeah. we do have uh, on December twenty fourth. In case you don't know when Christmas Eve is, uh, we will have our candlelight <laughs> Christmas Eve service at four thirty p.m. Uh, I can confirm that that service will be live streamed. Yep. Yes. So if you uh, if you're unable to be here with us, um, or you know, then you can watch it at home and. Um, you can still participate in the candlelight portion uh, because we are, I don't know if this will be released in time, but this Wednesday, the 16th, we are going to do a, a drive through here at Shades where you can come through our, our, our little carport drive through area between 5 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. and pick up a vigil candle uh, so that you can uh, fully participate during yes. that portion of the, the service. So, it will also be live streamed outside our building. So oh, we'll we can confirm chairs. that. Too. Yeah, we'll have some chairs set up outside. So you can come, sit outside, be sure to bundle up. Might be a little <laughs> chilly, but you can do that if you would like. Yeah, some people had been asking about yes. that. I didn't know if we were going to get to do that. So, oh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, well, now that we've done the announcement, Brad. Sorry. We're going to have a spectacular time because we have a spectacular guest with us. Brad, would you like to? Or John Mark. John Mark, let's ignore Brad. <laughs> Forget him. Yeah, that's fun. Jamar, would you like to introduce our guest? Yes, we have a very special guest here with us today on Meet a Member, Grace Ann Perry. Hello. Thank you. 
Yes. Grace Ann is is a very new member of Shades. Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. So we prayed over you just uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago now? It was a little bit before that. It was sometime in the summer, I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um. I just completely <laughs> maybe, failed maybe in front of everyone. I, I mean, with COVID, with COVID, I don't know time anymore. What is time? We what don't, is time? We don't. We don't know. I mean, we, we yesterday it was March, and now it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so, but join this year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Join I joined this, this year. year. Yeah. And so we're uh, we're really excited to have you on as a part of our our meet a member Thank series. You. And so. How about uh, we just start out by you just sharing some of your story with us. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and kind of how you grew up. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually kind of from all over. Um, I was originally born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I started my young childhood. Um, and then eventually my parents got divorced. My mom remarried and we moved to Atlanta. And so I grew up kind of middle through high school throughout Atlanta. What, what um, part of Atlanta? Yeah, what part? Dunwoody. So just oh, north yeah. of the perimeter. Brad's mm-hmm. a... Tree City boy. Yeah. Don't hate me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. I'm from Peachtree City. Don't hate me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I loved Atlanta, but it's super huge. So that was definitely yeah. interesting. I went to school like across town. So right. it took forever in Atlanta traffic, but really loved growing up there. And then eventually found Samford and ended up coming to Birmingham to go to Samford. And I've been here for the past three and a half years and absolutely loved it and just have fallen in love with Birmingham and just hope to stay here next year. So. Um, yeah, it's definitely been a wild adventure moving around and whatnot, um, but I've definitely enjoyed the journey. So, now did you did you grow up as like a part of the church? Um, yes, I did. Um, it was kind of in and out. So I definitely grew up in a Christian household. But again, with all the moving, it was kind of hard to go to one church consistently. And so um, in Nashville, we kind of had one when I was younger. And then it kind of fell apart as I was moving back and forth between two different homes. Um, But then as I got to Atlanta, it was a little bit hard when I was younger again still. My mom always kind of had a hard time getting us to go to church because, you know, as young kids, sometimes we were a little riley and didn't want to go. But um, Never happened to me as a young (laughs) kid. I was always ready to go. One morning, I actually ran away to the fort in my backyard because I didn't want to go to church that badly. Oh, my gosh. I don't think we were that bad. We were definitely just um, big sleepers and so didn't want to get up early in the morning. (laughs) Um, but it would be hard to get us out of bed but um, finally when I got to high school I found a church near us called North Point Community Church with Andy Stanley a lot of people Mm -hmm. know it Um, and started going to their youth group and got really involved with their youth group Um, and that was kind of what helped me find more of my faith and then got baptized my sophomore year of high school um, which was an awesome experience and then kind of just have built there on out and have kind of continued that journey and then coming here it was definitely different trying to find a church after that because that was the first probably solid church that I really knew and had and Mm. so leaving that was hard but um was so excited once I finally found shades and could settle in here and now being an official member is awesome so very cool now how did you hear about Samford um it's kind of interesting I found out really late in the um kind of a application process um but I told my college counselor that like this was kind of the things I was looking for in a school and so she gave me a long list of schools and Sanford was one of them and so as I narrowed down my list I started touring of course and um kind of the fall of my senior year I ended up touring Sanford and finding out I actually knew a people a few people who went there and then um as I toured, I just fell in love with kind of the campus and the area. I was looking for somewhat of a big city, but not too big. Living in Atlanta, I was like, I don't, I'm not staying in Atlanta. Yeah, for but, sure. Um, yeah, so 
yeah, it was just a kind of a whirlwind experience. I got into their um, kind of honors program at Sanford, and that was kind of my decision factor. And I was like, I'm going. So, oh, wow. yeah. Now, you're, you're still in school? Yes. Yes, so I, I have thought one so. more semester. Yeah. One more. Yeah, it's Light almost at there. The end of the oh, gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> you feel the senioritis setting in? A little bit, for sure. It, it's more just right now, since we're in such crazy times, I'm definitely worried about finding a job like sure. once I graduate. So right now, I do have, I'm do. fortunate enough to have a job. Um, but just seeing what will kind of turn up at the end of the semester and as far as if I can get something in Birmingham so I can stay here. So. Well, here at Shades, we are always ready to hire volunteers for free. <laughs> That's right. So we have plenty of positions open and available, as you already know from some volunteer work you've done for us that we'll talk about in a little bit. But so you're in Birmingham, you're mm-hmm. at Samford, uh, and clearly you end up at Shades because it's just so similar to North Point <laughs> I know, right? in Atlanta. I mean, same exactly size, same. you know, exactly the same. So, so no, what, how, how'd you end up at, at Shades? It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I did not know, I guess what I was looking for at all in a church. Cause I thought I wanted kind of the same experience, but I went to a few churches in the area for a while, my freshman year and just didn't really fall in love with any of them. I actually came to Shades and did stay for a period of time. Um, but then kind of was like, well, this isn't what I'm used to. So maybe I need something different, like, and what I'm more used to. And so, um, I went to another church for a while, stayed there, still wasn't in love, came back to Shades and I was like why did I ever leave like I love this um and so even though it was so different than what I was used to I was like this is exactly what I need right now and Mm. so finally was able to become a member after already being here and kind of going to shades for almost a year so oh wow so what were some of the things that stood out to you when you came to shades um for me I'm definitely big into worship and so worship time was a huge factor for me um, and I loved being able to do worship at the beginning and end of service along with communion. I wasn't really used to that going to a mega church. We never really did that. And so yeah. um, it was really nice at the end of service to take communion every time and be able to worship during that time as well. I love the kind of setup of going to the table, which is unfortunate. We can't do that right now. Yeah. Um, but that was really awesome kind of learning to get down on your knees and pray and that kind of thing. It was really cool. So, um, and then just the setup, I, again, like at a mega church, a lot of times, you know, you go through like a different series or something like that. And of course scripture comes into play, but not the way I feel like we do it at shades where you, you know, we kind of go through a book of the Bible and I've really, at first I was kind of like, this is so weird to me, but like, I'm, I'm so used to someone being like, Oh, we're going to talk about love or like kindness or whatever. And like talk about that for a few weeks. Um, but, like, just being able to go through a book of the Bible is really cool. And then yeah. also link it back to so many other things. Like, right now, I just think it's so cool how we're doing Revelation in the middle of the Christmas season and yeah. all that ties to it. So, mm. it's very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, before we move on to kind of our next segment in which I want to ask about your your major mm-hmm. You want to go and tell everybody what your major is? Yeah, yeah. I'm a graphic designer, so I came to Stanford for graphic design, and I've absolutely loved it. Um, I had never really touched the graphic design or designing on the computer until um, college, which was crazy. Yeah. Um, I grew up in, like, the fine arts realm and loved fine arts ever since I was very little um, and continue that. I actually went to a semester of art school during high school, which was a really awesome experience. Uh-huh. Um, and then I didn't really know how to make that like a practical career. And then I found out about graphic design and I was like, that's how I'm going to do it. So um, I fallen in love with the process of graphic design ever since. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Wow. And you've done a little bit of graphic design 
for for us. Yes, I have. And so, uh, so that's Woo! we we, we, <laughs> want, we want to talk about uh, you as an artist mm-hmm. and the graphic design work that you've done for Shades and all of that. But before we do that, yes, Jam, are we ready? Yeah. We're going to do something that we affectionately refer to as lightning round. You know what, Jonathan? You know what, Brad? What? It's time for the lightning round. <laughs> Is it Grace Ann? Uh, all right, that's good. Okay, <laughs> that's great. I felt, I, felt right. it, I felt something. So I put together some questions here in the last few minutes. Okay. So let's just see how you do. The goal here is that some of these questions that I've put together, hopefully they're easy to answer quickly. So we'll just okay. see what happens. Okay. But just think on your toes. You know, whatever comes to mind first, that's great. Okay. Yeah. All right. How do you like your eggs? Um, I like them scrambled normally. Mm. Me too. How do you like your coffee? Black. That's right. Is there another way? <laughs> Is there another I way? Agree. Well, did, when you started drinking coffee, did you drink it black? Yes, actually. Wow. Yeah, I didn't start drinking coffee till college, and yeah, I was yeah. like, it's you know, I need. Start. Yeah, I was like, I need it now. <laughs> and so, but my rule with myself was always, I don't want to start drinking sugary coffee because then that's going to be yeah, the yeah, only yeah. thing I want to drink. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to drink it black or not drink it at all. And so. See, I, I was with a bunch of coffee snobs like three years after I started drinking coffee, and I would put so much cream in it, and they just kept shaming me and shaming <laughs> me. And so I hated coffee for like a year, but mm-hmm. now I can drink it black. So. Yeah. So the rest of this podcast is just going to be about. coffee coffee (laughs) yeah yeah for sure okay so much to talk about facebook instagram twitter or tiktok instagram Mm. are you on tiktok uh i haven't made any myself but (laughs) i (laughs) brad's a big tiktok fan i do love tiktok brad's our resident tiktok just just there leering i mean just just there's a lot of great content okay oh yeah if you could go anywhere in the world where would you go um, right now, my next place on my list would probably be South Africa. Oh, wow. why is that? Nice choice. I don't know. It was somewhere, um, my, my biggest one was always Australia and I actually just went to Australia this past year. And so were, were you on that Jan term trip with Joe Corey? Yeah, I was with Joe Corey. Uh, it was yeah. so fun. In yeah. Australia while it was on fire. Yeah, it was really crazy. We went there right in the middle of them being on fire and it, we could, every day we'd walk out and be like, how smoky is it going to be today? Um, so you could smell it and it was really an experience for sure. Um, and I actually, um, me and some of my friends, we went to New Zealand before that too. So we got to do a kind of two in one, which was really nice. Oh, sweet. Um, but back, so, back to South Africa. Yeah. So then, so the next thing after that was I really wanted to go to South Africa. It's always been something I, um, at Cape Town in particular, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. was always fascinated with. And so it's just kind of a country I've never been like been mm-hmm. even near really, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Great answer. I love that. Thank you. Best band you've seen in concert. My go-to is always the 1975. They're my favorite okay. band, oh, and yeah. I've seen them multiple times. Yeah, they're tight. They're yeah. very tight. They multiple have... times. How many times have you seen them? I can't really count. Um, <laughs> oh wow! Really? <laughs> it's probably, that many times? It's probably getting close to ten. <laughs> oh, wow. oh wow! You're yeah. a super fan. Yeah. Yeah, I go to a lot of concerts. That's probably the main thing I do. So like okay. right now, it's probably been the longest I've ever gone without seeing a show. Yeah. Don't, it really don't, stinks. Don't worry, you're you're not ridiculous yet. <laughs> I, I was actually watching on YouTube the other day. Uh, Dave Matthews did a request show. 
Oh, yeah, um, I heard about that. Yeah, like he, he did it like back in November, early November. But uh, so they would show the videos of different fans requesting different songs. And there was this one fan. I was just listening to it in the background. And there was this one fan that said she had been to 278 Dave shows. Oh, my God. And I'm just like. Commit. Committed. Th- th- committed. Yeah. That's not committed. That's a problem. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's that's an addiction. Yeah. That's so wild. Oh, so so ten is a lot, but yeah. you're not you don't have a problem yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> good, yeah, good. quick quick I'm side so quick side note on on that, Jonathan. Um Metallica, you guys know I'm a huge Metallica fan. Yeah. No idea. Uh, I could share that on the podcast. And they on their last tour that they did, they had this thing called a black ticket. And the black ticket was you pay something like it actually was not that expensive. Surprisingly, it was. I mean, relatively for what you for, get. for what you got. Yeah. So I think it was like five or six hundred dollars. You could go to any show on the entire tour and just show up, and you have your black ticket. What? And you could just go see you as, go as many, many times as, you as want. many times as you wanted. So as long as you could afford the travel expenses. Did you think about doing it? I mean, that would have been awesome. I mean, yeah. I would have lost my job, my family. <laughs> um, but you thought about it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. No. That, that's crazy. That's for, like, super fans. So. Yeah. All right. Since it's uh, Christmas time, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Mm. Mm, not really. The one, the go-to for our family is always Elf. Um, me and my sister, our tradition is after Thanksgiving, the day of or the day after we always watch elf so you hear that brad i re- I, elf. Res- I respect that brad's brad's an elf hater no, well okay really? hold on what? fake fake news fake regular, news regular old grinch I'm, I'm over there t- I'm, I'm trying to fake, take him out of context fake no news. christmas spirit i just said i don't get excited about elf but i'll watch it like if there are a group yeah. of people and we're like hey we're watching elf it'd be like cool but okay. I'm, I'm just not excited about it okay. so that's it just to clarify regular old belch <laughs> um do you have a favorite Disney character? My favorite when I was little was always Cinderella. Okay. I grew up a Cinderella fan, had a Cinderella outfit, the whole shebang. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love it. All right. This is a trivia question. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what is... Sorry, I can hear Moses' virtual school going right now. <laughs> really loud. I don't know if anybody can hear that. What is ergophobia? Ergophobia. I have no clue. <laughs> if you could, it's the fear of ergonomic keyboards, could, isn't it? If you could guess, what is it? Yes, you can do some games. Sure, Moses just asked me if he could play games on his virtual school. <laughs> so I want to go to virtual school. That sounds awesome. Yeah, well, when you do the the math and the reading portions, they give you these tokens, and you can use those tokens to go and play games oh. that are built in. On Wow, and there's cool. other games too. There's like Sesame Street learning games and stuff like that. All right, what is ergophobia? The fear of. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm just gonna guess in the dark. Like, yeah, just yes. go for it. That's the fun of it. Like some kind of gravity or something. Like the fear of being way down. Good guess. The fear guess. of Shakespeare. Is Ergo. I'm having t- too big of an ego. <laughs> I don't it is the fear of work or the workplace. Wow. Oh. So if you that's a fear for you right now, that's it's probably a pretty good time if you're working remote. That's true. You don't have to deal yeah. with that workplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But but if it's just the fear of work, I mean working then, from home doesn't wow. help me. Yeah. <laughs> that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. That would actually I know that this is a, a real thing that people really have, but man, I mean, like to tell people I, I'm just a, I have a fear of work. I'm 
condition. That's wow. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Finally, if you could have an animated character play you in a biopic about your <laughs> life, who would it be? Oh my gosh! So uh, it's, a, it's a movie about you. Animated character, but it's, but in, it's, an it, an but anima- it's animated though. It's animated. I don't know why my go-to would be Moana. Love her. <laughs> wish I could sing. Wish I could sail. I don't know. <laughs> so there would be great. some singing in your, yeah. in your movie for sure. Yep. Awesome. Nice. Well, congratulations. You survived. That was a lightning round. You survived it. Did a great job. It was fantastic. So, Uh to to get back to, like, more serious things. (laughs) That Um, was very serious, John. Yeah. (laughs) Always, always. The lightning round is very serious business. But, um, no, so tell us a little bit just about you as an artist. Like, what Mm -hmm. kinds of uh, things interest you as an artist? Mm -hmm. Why were you drawn to art? Yeah. Yeah, um, I think for me... Going off the music thing, I always loved music when I was little, but that wasn't something that I was necessarily super talented at. My sister got that gene, um, but my dad was a big painter, so I always loved to paint with him and draw and um, just got super into making more visual art when I was younger. Um, and so that was the way that I would express myself um, and just like remember things and stuff as well. Like I loved making little stories and like drawing pictures to them about my family or stuff like that. Um, and so growing up doing that was always just such an experience and then as I got older I learned not only to kind of tell my own stories but to like show more of my emotion and just how you can do that through art which is really cool um and how you can just make an impact and talk about different subjects and um it's a really interesting way to learn um I did a really cool project in high school actually combining music and art and talking about kind of like how we hear music um and how we could visualize it and things like that and so um that was a really fun project um and then getting older, just learning, like, now graphic with graphic design, how much art really is incorporated, like, in our entire world. Like, you just don't even realize everything mm. you look at on a daily basis is art in some sense of the word. Yeah. Um, and so just every logo you look at, every billboard, everything. And so it's really cool to learn kind of the thought process behind that and how um, you can create something to draw a particular audience or using specific colors to have a specific emotion or whatnot and so i really enjoyed um getting to learn how i can affect people with my art so that's awesome well well speaking of affecting people with your art and the (laughs) thought process behind it (laughs) so we've teased a couple of times that grace ann has done um some some art for us and specifically Mm -hmm. we're talking about uh the art for the advent series yes so if you haven't seen it you can go like (laughs) scroll on our uh, through our Instagram or anything like that. It, it's showing right now, like, if you watch the live stream, it shows up at the beginning and the end of the live stream. Yes. Um, and you can see the the artwork design that she did uh, for our series just simply entitled The Advent. So uh, if I was going to describe this to everybody, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you should look at it and not listen to my Because we want to hear Jonathan's description. No, no, I was basically just going to say, you know, it, it's got um, a, a lamb in the center um, that's a, a symbol that's taken from Revelation and things like that. And then it's surrounded by four other symbols, a, a trumpet, a dove, a lantern, and a cross. Um, and so, Grace Ann, if you would, just talk to us just a little bit. I mean, John Mark contacted you. Mm-hmm about potentially doing some artwork for Advent. So what was the process like for you as we kind of told you what the series was going to be and how we'd be finishing Revelation and comparing it with, you know, the, comparing the first and second Advents of Christ? Like kind of 
what was your process in in the design here and the thought process and all that yeah so with every design I create I always start with research and so it all started kind of with research for me and kind of looking at different symbolism for the things that we've been talking about um, in the past and coming forward in the future um, during this series and so I was just trying to come up with something that kind of related with advent and revelation of course um, since that's what we are kind of going through at the moment Um, and so again starting off with that center kind of with the lamb that was like my imagery Um, rather than I tried stuff kind of with a manger and whatnot but just didn't really like the feel of that I feel like the lamb was more Mm -hmm. all-encompassing and so I really liked that imagery Um, and then going in kind of to the advent the kind of the four topics each little symbol kind of um, stands for something so um, like the lantern is hope or the dove peace that kind of thing Mm -hmm. Um, trumpet joy um, and the cross love um, that kind of thing just talking about all those kind of four key kind of foundations I guess Um, And then around it, there's this kind of ladder. And that was kind of my in-between talking through Revelation. This kind of this coming to end point and going um, with the new world and whatnot. And kind of this connection. And we're connecting kind of heaven and earth almost. And so that ladder is almost like that connection. And that one day when we can like kind of kind of climb up into heaven or have that new kind of relationship with God. So. No, that's awesome. What, 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 so the first time you explained the the symbolism to me, one of the things that just struck me that was so cool um, is that the the image itself is laid out exactly like the Advent wreath. <laughs> so, so for those of you that um, she she just described the themes of the four Sundays of Advent, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the exact order in which these images. Uh, are laid out hope love joy peace and then right in the center where the christ candle would go you have the lamb the Mm -hmm. the victorious lamb christ and so it was just so cool to me um how it it really encapsulated the season of advent uh but with lots of images that are extremely relevant to to revelation as well Mm -hmm. so anyway I just thought that was cool. You guys got any comments or questions? I'm a huge fan, and I had no idea what you were going to do because <laughs> when I normally sit down with somebody like that, I just say, um, well, this is the name of the series, and this is uh, the passages that we're going to go through, so you just do what you do. Do whatever <laughs> you want. So I literally had no idea what you were going to do. It could have been anything. It could have just been text that said the Advent, and so I was uh, when you sent it, sent me the first drafts of it, I was super pumped about about it and um i'm very excited and if you haven't seen it yet like jonathan said it, um we have posted it there's actually two you you sent us two color versions you mm-hmm. sent us one in in kind of our green uh pantone is that the yeah. is that the color wow. that it is yes okay yeah, <laughs> cool. yeah. i get that from andrew andrew uh gave us that color um and so but you then you gave us one in black and white too, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So if you guys haven't seen it, it is I think the black and white version is on our website. We've posted the green version to our Instagram. And then you sent us some story size ones that we've posted a couple of times where you can actually use as iPhone wallpaper if you want to. Mm-hmm. If everyone could done. see. <laughs> if they, you, you can't. Has. Yep. But if you could see, it's it's oh. the background on my uh my phone and and on my iPad right now. It's really cool though. I feel yeah. like we need to do like a really nice printed version. Of oh yeah, for it. sure. We should and hang it somewhere. Yeah, oh, for we sure. Should. We need to. I bet Andrew could print us off something. Yeah, yeah. good, right? See, yeah, get I on that, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, saying, I know you're listening. We, right we now. just we just called him out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Andrew's gonna do this for us. What else do we want Andrew to do for us? Let's just <laughs> list it right now. <laughs> right. No, no, uh, but. 
No, but we thank you so much for yeah. doing it because it's just it's such a, a beautiful uh, piece that I think just brings together so much of what we've been hoping to convey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One this, of the things that I love with the piece is it has ancient symbols and you've brought it forward in a way that looks modern. And so maybe, could you talk a little bit about how you're able to do that? How you're able to yeah. uh, take something ancient, bring it forward in a way that doesn't seem like cheesy or <laughs> how, what, what were some yeah. things that were in mind for you? Yeah, the main thing for me was that kind of simplistic like mm. line drawing, I guess, is the style that I always call it. Okay. Um, but when I was looking at a bunch of other stuff, it was it's super detailed, and I, that just kind of wasn't a route I wanted to go. Um, and so I wanted to do something that was a little bit more simplistic so it could bring forward that kind of more minimalism and modernity kind of, I guess I feel like the more modern postmodern style nowadays is just super simple. Mm -hmm. And so bringing that kind of life into it also kind of almost the stained glass window effect kind of, I guess like everything is connected in a way. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I guess that was my kind of direction to go with it, I guess. So I could bring forward um, the more, I guess, complex symbols in a simple way. Yes. Well, and I love the lamb being in the center as well. I think a manger would have been really cool, but I'm glad you went with <laughs> the you. lamb. I was uh, I was actually reading this morning as I was drinking my coffee, I was reading some poetry Ooh. by <laughs> Malcolm Guide. I never read poetry. But, <laughs> Let me but get I this just, little flex I just, here. Uh, I just yeah. pulled this book off the shelf. Um, a humble brag. Really, it was random. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, he was talking about how the Herods of the world uh, mm-hmm. slaughter innocent lambs, mm-hmm. and yet how every Herod will stand before the lamb. And it was really powerful. And as I was staring at the lamb, I just I, I thought about that. And especially in the season of Advent, where Advent looks forward to Christ's second coming mm-hmm. and the fact that he will make all things new. And so... When we think about Advent and Christmas, our minds might immediately go to the manger. But to think about the manger uh, beside the lamb, I think that's very powerful imagery. So I'm I'm glad that that happened. Well, and I and I think you know one of the reasons you, you mentioned the lamb being an all-encompassing symbol, yeah. and I think that one of the reasons for that is because the lamb communicates something very similar that the manger does. I mean, the manger communicates mm-hmm. uh, the uh, self-humbling of Christ. Uh, in taking on flesh, you know, it, it, the manger is a symbol of something that we would consider weak and not powerful. Right. You know, an, an infant who's poor and, and all all of these things. And and the lamb communicates that as well. The lamb is a, a, a weak, not a powerful, yes. you know, you kind get, of... You, you don't know. get scared when you see a lamb. Right. <laughs> right. Well, um, I probably have, but... And yet... <laughs> most people. And yet this lamb, this lamb is holding uh, a flag of victory. It's the lamb who conquers. It's, you know, God conquers through a manger. He conquers through a cross. He conquers as as a lamb. And I think that that's so poignant and faithful both to Christmas and to Revelation because what we saw even this past Sunday is Jesus is called the lamb the most frequently in Revelation right at the end. Mm-hmm. Like when you're seeing mm-hmm. yeah. the conquering of Christ coming to fruition in his second advent, that's when you just repeatedly hear the lamb, the lamb, the lamb, the lamb. It's not like you drop that imagery and move to now it's just conquering warrior imagery or something like that. You know, it's no, it's the lamb who's been victorious. This is how God has conquered. And so I just think it so beautifully captures that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Had you, uh, prior to this, this is the first design or art 
work that you've ever done for shades, but had mm-hmm. you had you done any art for uh, churches in the past? Not really, actually. Um, this was probably the first kind of church-related thing that I've done. So. Well, like we said, we have many opportunities <laughs> for free labor. Yes. yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was definitely a way. Like, I've been wanting to get involved with Shades, and so this is kind of an awesome way to be able to combine my talents. So. Oh, cool. Well, thank you so much for serving us in this way. Of course. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. Yes. Well, is there anything, I guess, just kind of wrapping up here, mm-hmm. um, the, a question that we normally ask, we've had a couple of artists mm-hmm. on, on the podcast, and kind of our, our finishing question with most of the artists is, w- what is one thing that you wish the church understood more about the arts or appreciated more yeah. about the arts? Because one of the things we try to do at Shades is to recapture and incorporate the arts more and more mm-hmm. um, into, uh, into our life of faith and and practice so just curious is there anything that that you Mm. sometimes think man which the church kind of understood this more or embraced this Mm. more i would say um probably the biggest thing for me is like when i go when you go to museums and stuff a lot of the stuff that you say related to the church is more um like directly related to like um what you would see i guess so like seeing the manger or something like that so I feel like we could use more art where it is more symbolic and more abstract, mm-hmm. I guess. And that's something that I've loved. I feel like with some of the past artists that have been doing stuff throughout the Advent right now and painting during service, it is more abstract. And that's really awesome to see um, because there is so much meaning still out of that that I feel like sometimes the church doesn't recognize. And so I think that's really awesome that we are able able to incorporate that already. And I'd love to see more of it. So Awesome. Yeah. Mm. Well, Grace Ann, we thank you so much for taking the time to to come and to talk about your your work with us, your your life. Um, and it's just been awesome just to get to hear more of your story and get to know you more. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. And one other thing I was going to mention, too, is if uh, you're listening right now and you are an artist or a graphic designer, um, we do have an art ministry here at Shades Valley. Um, and Amy Ross uh, is actually someone that you can get in touch with. I don't have her email address on off the top of my head, but you can obviously, if you're interested in these things, you can obviously email me, johnmark at shadesvalley.org. You can email midweek at shadesvalley.org. Just as a reminder, if you're an artist or a graphic designer out there and you'd like to get more involved at Shades. Awesome. Well, this has been another episode of Shades Midweek. We'll see you guys on the, the flip-flop. <laughs> <laughs> We actually have we actually have another episode that we're doing later this week. So this week is going to be a two for one, two for one, I guess if you want to call it that. Man, buy one get one. The gifts just keep on coming this Christmas. I feel, I feel like JM announced that just so we could redo your ending. <laughs> I felt good about it. I felt like it was strong. Well, this has been another episode of Shades Midweek. See you on the flip flop. <laughs>